Okay. Okay, we're classy? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Teenage Talk Sex. On today's episode, we are talking about Usher getting sued for having herpes. Oh no. <laughs> and what to do, dads, when your sweet little girl has turned into one hot piece of ass and how to deal with that. You're listening to Teenage Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Welcome to episode 146. Sex? Sex works. Sex, sex works. Yeah, episode 146. <laughs> because sex isn't ever just about sex. No, darling, it's not. All right. So I just wanted to note that this is our first episode that we're we're doing video. Yes, we are. I mean, like, we've dabbled with, you know, like, live feeds here and there. But, yeah, we're giving it a go without big mics in front of our faces. Yeah. So if it sounds different to all of our audio listeners out there, that's why. Yeah. Quick insert here, if you guys actually want to view the video version, you can go to YouTube and search TA Talk Sex, and we will post it there. Also, that audio actually didn't record, so thank you in advance for your patience as we are dealing with technical growing pains. This is the audio from the iPhone camera. Uh, we will do better next time. Now, back to the show. Um, okay, so... Okay, so, sorry, where do, Patreon. Yes, hello. <laughs> okay, so guys, we started a new Patreon page. We're going to have a lot of bonus material there. Um, we're doing a number of new things. We're doing a lot. So actually, we're doing a fairly big shift over to Patreon where we're going to be putting up um, all of our content. Yeah, our free basically. content as well. Our free content as well, although the free content will still be available everywhere else that you guys are uh, listening. listening. So, um, so don't worry about that, but... We're, I'm really excited about all the fun stuff that that we're putting together. So we're there's going to be a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We're yeah, be more doing, about our personal lives. <laughs> right. We're going to be doing a lot more vlog style stuff. Some together, some separate, depending on what's going on in our lives. Um, I'm working on a pain-free period project for the ladies out there who uh, are having issues. <laughs> right. So we're going to have like additional uh, projects and sort of series that are going to be going be going up. So yeah. if you want to get on board with all of that. You have to go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash TATalkSex. And you can yeah. find us there. And uh, we would love the support. Thank you in advance. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to talk about our topics? Well, we have, do, we have updates. Oh, I love an update. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep everybody updated on what's going on. Who did you fuck last week? <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny story. <laughs> I did get to use my butt plug again. Oh my god, you're loving it. Oh my god, but you, <laughs> I didn't tell you this. Um, I actually, it, I almost, it almost got swallowed in my bum. <laughs> oh my god, you almost ended up in the ER. No, no. So, so if you guys remember from last episode, I. I, was it last episode? I talked about this new toy, which is a butt plug, which was is last the, episode. Which was, I loved it, and I was raving about this butt plug. I still am raving about this butt plug. Uh, it's one of those really cute rhinestone ones. That I imagined the rhinestone to be really big, like it could not go up your butt not, at all. It's not like six inches in diameter. No, it's like, oh, like it's like an inch. Oh, I'm so glad we're doing video now so you can see this. I was like, oh, this gorgeous rhinestone that then like becomes this more narrow cone. That's okay, what I yes, it is. 
Yeah, but small. It is, but not. You're literally going like six inches. Like, there's, uh, how is that even gonna fit in between your butt cheeks? You can't have a six inch. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, so I anyway, don't know. Point is, I just like big gems. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was getting more aroused, um, and he was, you know, like playing with it and, you know, like wiggling it and whatever. But he was also, I didn't discover this until later, but he was also actually keeping it from going all the way in. And he was like sort of dirty talking in my ear and he was like, oh, you're, you're so turned on. It's getting like, you're just like swallowing it up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I wasn't, I don't pay attention when people dirty talk because I'm in another universe. Oh really? You're not into it? I, I don't pay attention. It. it just, just confuses me because I, I'm I like, had a funny moment. I'm like, wait, I'm here. I, I can't translate for like words right now. It's oh really? Like, yeah. I had a really fun moment. Can I share? I, you can, yeah, but just you have to come back to my butt plugs. <laughs> I had a lover where we were having sex, and um, I think he gets turned on by dirty talk. So he like asked me to kind of, you know, he said something yeah. like, well, you know, does that feel good? Or and I was like, I was like, yeah. And then I, even though we were in like a more doggy style position, I said something like, yeah, I love it when your cock's down my throat or something. Yeah. And he and he was like, oh, <laughs> and he's like, wow, that really, yeah. He was like, that excited me more than I. Uh, I imagined it would. <laughs> or God, I didn't even know what That's I was no gonna excuse. say. That's the point. That's no. No, I was really proud actually. That like, yeah. yeah, that I would like. I really threw him with excitement. I mean, that's a thrill to yeah. excite someone like that. So there's, you know, so spontaneously. Yeah, but, it yeah, was right, authentic, right, right. right? So authentic moments are beautiful. Kudos. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So why did I bring that up? Oh, I don't know. Oh, dirty, oh, dirty talk. talk. So, uh, so dirty talk is it was. So he was dirty talking, I narrating it. the. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting better at yeah, it too. Anyway, like yeah. point is, butt plug almost got swallowed. I, Cause I, and then I put my finger because he said something and I went back to touch it. and I'm like, oh my god, it's almost gone. Like, am I okay? And he's like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. I'm making sure it's not going in. Yeah. I had a little concern there. That, that is scary. So, so one like, thing to know that if you are hyper aroused, this your your body like can suck it up. I didn't know that. Now I know. Now you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's interesting because I think about how um, I'm not I'm not a huge anal sex person. Nor am I. Conversations with me, Nor but like I. the one partner who did like teach me and like that I practiced it with um, was on the larger side right. uh, with his anatomy and um, and uh, uh, so in that sense it's like wow it, you know it's a lot you can it's ex it expands and it comes back together the anus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's my story. Um, what's your update? Um, my update, I guess, is like bittersweet. I feel like you've been having all these fun stories. No, 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 no. That was... Mm. Never mind, go ahead. Oh, I've that's been it. having... I've been having <laughs> like uh, Like, I feel like there's been sort of like a clearing out of people and like new people coming in. Well, actually, I'll, hopefully there'll be new people coming in, but there's been sort of a clearing out. And, um, and one person I sort of was starting to develop like a bond with you know and I was mm -hmm. really liking him and um, I don't know I was excited for the future and then I went on this big family vacation through the Baltic states um, and and uh, and when I came back we met up and I think we we had like an honest talk mm -hmm. what's well, funny I went to a radical honesty workshop the night before <laughs> I postponed our date for it and then we went out which is probably a good idea I it know gave fuel for the conversation it gave, yes it gave me fuel and it also I think it gave him fuel because I said I'm going to this radical honesty workshop and of course that makes you think about like am I being honest yeah yeah, yeah. um and we had to kind of confront that that we wanted different things oh <laughs> I know but that's good that's good though it's good that you sort of nip it in the bud and get it earlier rather than like diluting yourself 
Like we should have had the conversation even from the get-go. Well, not, I mean, it depends on, it depends on if you know, if it depends on how much you know what you want and how much you think this person might not be on board. I mean, there's going to be an exploratory process. Yeah, the, you know, the early like, phase, like, is this a match? And yeah. Right. And, but if yeah. you if it, you're if you're starting to get signs like, oh, this isn't, we're not on the same page. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, we still had a heart. You know, like, yeah, exactly. And we were like lamenting the truth of it, but it was like, yeah, we just you know, sweet. Yeah, you're a lovely person, but I know. Oh. Yeah, and I I got home, and I have to say, I was really heart stricken. Like really? I felt it in my heart very intensely. And I was like, okay, like deep breathe, you know, take some deep breaths, kind of meditate it out. And we can be heartbroken. It yeah. does. It yeah. does happen. Actually, a friend asked me that one. She's like, do you feel anything? How do you do it? How do you have these lovers? And I was like, yeah, I, I sometimes I have like what I call like the bloodletting of like, <laughs> like, they'll be like, I remember once I had like three heartbreaks in a row, you know, because I had multiple lovers. And I was like, I was like, that might, that's a lot for me. <laughs> takes three to break me but it, I can be broken <laughs> yeah but yours are mini heartbreaks they're not like I mean one of them took me big. out of the running and in tr I still had lovers but it, it took me a while to get back to orgasming reg regularly and stuff like that I mean it was yeah well I, I was I a real sucker natural. punch I think that's natural it is natural and I think that's what's important it's fine to go through these processes I find that the the older I get the more susceptible I am to heartbreak actually yeah. but I think this is also because I'm in this place in life where I'm like super super open like my heart is like yeah. so ready to give in like every capacity that if I do so even just a little bit it like hurts if you crushes. don't get what you need that right yeah so which doesn't deter me I <laughs> carry on carry on I just want my mother just, to do the same I just notice you know I'm like oh like like when I was in yes, France the same oh my god I've never experienced anything like it <laughs> Oh my god, it was the worst. You guys, I was like, this is what the movies talk about. Yeah, but maybe yeah. that's also your maturity in taking the time to process it and allow it to be. When I was younger, I, I had I, heartache. I think I always have done that, but... Oh. I, I, have a, I know that I think about an ex, my first, my first, like, ex, I would say, my first ex. Uh, oh no, it was dramatic. <laughs> dramatic. That's actually, that's why I, I want to do my, my stand-up comedy show. I don't think I'll actually call it this anymore, but for a long time I was like, when I have a headlining show, it's going to be called It Wasn't Love, It Was Lactose. And, and what happened is during the breakup, my friend, I'd eaten dairy, and I'd had this, like, cake and coffee and all that that, like, caused, like, a huge, like, stomach ache, and I was, like, had sweats, and, like, I thought that it was You thought it was him. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm so sad. Like I was like yelling at him on the phone, and then my friend met up with me after, and and um, and I ended up like vomiting and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, I feel so much better. Yeah, I was like, it was the it's the food that I ate this morning that I'm That's allergic to. That's hilarious. <laughs> if only every heartbreak could end in that story. No, nope, just guess. Nope, yeah, just like this. But I had more yeah. denial about the heartbreak. So the next right. boyfriend, I was like, I'm like, whatever, he's done. You know, and yeah. I was like, I'm fine. We weren't even in a relationship. Ah, oh, that. But I was, it was still hurting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. It's youth. Yeah. Um, so, on to our so, yes, moving on. Um, okay, so, so kind of to, to go back to last week's episode where we talked, uh, we, we discussed a, a listener's email. Yes, in our Ask TNA episode. Yes, who had asked a lot of questions about STIs and, and birth control and, and all kinds of stuff. So... Um, for any latecomers, STI yeah. is what STDs used to be. Okay, I got it. Right. More PC. Um, and so so we had another listener write in and comment to that, which I, I wanted to share because um, 
So it was a few points that he wanted to bring up. Oh, it's so good. Important. Yeah. So I'm going to read a lot of She's going to read it. And then, so we just want to cap off this sort of episode. And we want to talk about Usher and her pieces. So it's sort of like an S STI It was perfect timing. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad she asked the question. And now we're talking about that. So here's the email. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. We love when our listeners write in. Ah. Oh, hint, hint, hint. Advice at tatalksex.com. We will reply to your emails. Uh, okay. I'm reading all of it. Uh, yes. Hey, I enjoyed your latest show about STIs. Thanks. Your Starbucks story was hilarious. It was hilarious. Go listen to it. Okay. Uh, one thing that you guys might want to mention, because I rarely hear it anywhere else, is that condoms are not a good protection against getting herpes. Uh, that's because the herpes virus is transmitted via skin contact, not fluid exchange, and can be active on areas that are not covered by a condom. Also, the person oh oh god it's also <laughs> the person could be contagious but show no symptoms at all so you won't see any sores or anything the reason i bring this up is because i feel that a lot of people think just by throwing on a condom they are totally protected but then if they end up getting herpes they feel like shit because they thought they were doing everything right i feel that the whole safe sex campaign is giving people especially someone new to having sex like this young woman who wrote you the wrong message Sex with a stranger is always going to be risky, but each individual will have to weigh the risks. I think a better campaign would be safer sex. This would reinforce the idea that there is some risk, but this risk can be minimized, not eliminated with the use of condoms, etc. This way, I feel that it would lessen the stigma for people who do end up getting an STI, STD. Right now, we, right now we're taught that if you get an STI, that you must have done something wrong, and that's what creates the culture of shame around discussing it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think it would be so much healthier to, to shift that perspective from instead of trying to keep ourselves so pure, like the right thing is that we're never going to get anything, let's shift it. Let's all, what if we just all assume that at some point we're going to get something? Doesn't that, I mean, it literally shifts your biochemistry and you're like, huh, it's okay. Like, not like you're going to be irresponsible, but I think it does. No, but when you just said that, I felt fear. That you're going to get something? Yeah. I know, and, but I get your point. <laughs> no, I get your point, but it's... I like what he says, which is safer sex, which is, um, you know, to engage with someone new, I mean, there is risk. But this is back to, you know, we said it on the last episode. I said it several times, which is just like getting in your car to go to the grocery store is a risk. So I don't think it's don't have sex. It's know what the challenges are and, um, and be smart about it. And if you get something, there are so many treatments out there that it's, it's manageable. Right. But I, w I'm yes. And, and specifically with, with, I just worry that the, our last listener who wrote in mm -hmm. whose initial email we were addressing, I just worry sh she's going to like hear this and, and panic. And be like, I'm not having sex. I'm trying to go to the covers. <laughs> Oh my god, a condom's not even going to help me and I can still get it? Good you know point. What I mean? Anyone who's so, freaking out right now, like three deep breaths. Um, do you have a... talk? Let's talk a little bit about that. I, I don't know what to say other than you ha You just, you know, no, but you about can only do what you can do. Herpes and the way that you can get it. Like, oh, right. The truth is, right, like if someone had an outbreak, the rash kind of on the, um, yeah, the base of, of their... Well, it could be anywhere. Um, Right, but like say it's at the base of your, what am I talking about? The your penis. floor for a man. Thank you, yes. <laughs> but you can also have it on the head. You can have it anywhere. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, so, right, but usually, like, so condom covers the shaft. Oh, oh So if you're exposed there and, you know, your vagina is... Right on there. Like, right? If you're uh, like really getting your. Yeah. Okay. I like to because I like right. rub the clitoris. Me too, yeah. Um, that's good intel to have. You know, you want to like share that someone has herpes. Um, I, 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 you can still. And so this is what he was saying. Like, you can still yeah. be. Con- you can. If you have. It's still contagious even though there isn't a sore. In not theory. 100%. In theory, does it always, is it always contagious? There's no I mean, I, you know, about it, so. I do have a memory of a friend that, you know, that got herpes. And I, and also I think that her experience was someone that, um, for her, there, there aren't obvious sores. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that her health wasn't great when it happened. Right. And I always kind of emphasize that. Like, I think people feel very, like, there's no rhyme or reason to it, but there, in my mind, there is. Like... So she was already sort of down. Like her nervous saying? system was right. run down, and yeah. it, and the herpes lives. It's dormant in your not dormant. It's active <laughs> in your nervous system. Right. So, right. Um, look, I think it just boils down to do what you can to be safe, but there's no hundred percent. And safer, I, safer sex, not safe. Yeah, you're and I think that sex. you know we obviously advocate. Sex. I think. Well, that's an interesting point. I, you're not. I mean, you've sort of been on your thing about getting to know someone better. I'm like, yeah, I. Wait. But but I value sex, and I think sex is very healthy in your life. And I think um, integrating it, whether it's with a monogamous partner or having multiple partners, um, you know, I encourage sexual exploration. Uh, you know, I mean, for example, the girl that wrote in. You know, maybe she wants to, maybe the, maybe for her to feel comfortable, she should seek a relationship where they make an agreement that they are monogamous in their sexuality, at least. And for that, for that sense of safety. Yeah, maybe. Um, You know, have these conversations if that's your fear. Right. If you Uh, can't get a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a, yeah, I had a really great experience at Intimacy Fest that I went to and we did exercises around talking about your sexual history with your partner. So a new sexual partner. And it's like. Hi, I'm Christina. Uh, I was tested. Oh, I was recently. I was tested like a week ago. (laughs) uh, So was I. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I was clear for everything, including HPV. That's really exciting. I have had it in the past, and I'm clear. Um, And uh, yeah, and I was just tested. I think those were. That's that's it. I mean, oh, and also you, you know, specify like I'm. I guess you'd say like cis gender, like I I have whatever heterosexual sex, yeah, occasionally with a woman. I mean, this was for like a very like sexual liberation, polyamory kind of group, you know. But it's it's the point is to practice it, like to confront and discuss with someone that you're going to have sex with, to say, yeah, just so we're on the same page. Like I do have sexual partners. Like I'm not monogamous. I'm you know whatever. I'm you know just so you're on the same page. So say you do contract something, you're able to go, hey. I think you might be the source <laughs> and like, it's just an open flow conversation. Right. So yeah. Okay. Safe for sex. Safe for sex. Which um, brings us to, brings us to dun, 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 dun. okay. So literally a couple days later, this, this whole, I don't know if you guys read, can you want me to read it? This yeah. Usher what article. is it here? Please. Um, <sighs> okay. So reading the Usher article, this is from the rap.com. Okay. Uh, the title is Usher to be sued by three people accusing him of not disclosing STD before sex. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. 
Okay. She used ST here we go. instead of STI. Okay, attorney Lisa Bloom announced on Twitter Friday that she will be filing a lawsuit on behalf of three people against R&B star Usher, who is being accused of failing to disclose that he had genital herpes at the time they had sexual contact. No! Bloom tweeted out the announcement, which says there will be a press conference Monday, this is past Monday, where one accuser will speak. The other two accusers uh, are named as Jane Doe and John Doe. Many news organizations have recently reported that musician Usher was diagnosed with herpes in approximately 2009 and in 2012 settled a case with a woman who claimed he transmitted the disease to her. The press release says Usher has not publicly denied these claims. The accusers, according to the Bloom firm statement, all allege that Usher had sexual contact with them after 2012 and failed to warn them of his alleged STD as required by law. I did not know that was a law. Um, Wait, really? What? Uh, apparently, as required by law, failed to warn them of his alleged STD as required by law. Well, I guess if someone contracts, you can sue them for giving it to you. You know, this happened to um, uh, uh, Robin Williams. Let me just make sure that that is... <laughs> he was also a herpes transmitter. <laughs> really? And, uh, and got sued. Really? Mm. So here, did he settle? I don't know. Because here's the thing. So he settled. So when he was sued in 2012, he settled the case, which kind of was like, when I initially was reading this, I'm like, oh, well, then he's admitting guilt. Exactly. Like, Wait, but, that, but of course, that's not. Uh, I, I'm uh, thinking uh, like, uh, fuck, man, if someone was suing me for that, you just want to you just want to get that out of your life, silence it and move the F on. So, of course, I'm thinking okay. a lot of lawsuits. Lawsuits are brought to wealthy people. Exactly. Wealthy so there is that. People. So uh, listen, I'm all for like. Let's take responsibility for our sexuality. However, there are money grubbers out there. Yeah, but this is almost like. Sorry. No, if you call, no. if you go, if you, we like assume someone's a money grubber. Also, it reminds me a bit about like when a rape case comes forward and this people is why are I like, it with yeah, this. but she's just going after the. I yeah, get yeah. It. If she's going with money. You're like, maybe he's just a rapist. <laughs> yeah, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't know. What no, but let me say I, this. I guess I'm just. Yeah. Go ahead. That is a lot of like herpes transmission. Like, why is he so contagious? I just maybe I'm. Like, <laughs> I just feel like you don't give herpes that easily. Yeah. Like, is he not taking care of himself? He's having outbreaks. And he doesn't know it. Are you Are you having sex while you're having outbreaks? I, and if you are one of these girls who tra like. Who got it? They're not practicing safe sex. I don't know. I mean, again, from the from the email we just read, you can get herpes yeah, by every not, time. I mean, what I know. This is what I'm saying. Like, it just sounds like this is way that. against the odds. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, really? You gave it to four women? That's. I feel like you could see. Like, you could be like, I know. Look, now we're just speculating. By the way, there's no there's no science here happening. I just want to be clear on that. But I'm I'm my personal opinion. I'm like. Doesn't sound realistic, is what you're saying. Yeah, like just, okay. just like it's not like it's not like holy water. I'm sprinkling on you. Like I feel like it's harder to guarantee that like all of your lovers are gonna get it. Ooh, that's a good question though. Statistically, how many lovers is he having in a year? So then, if you did the math, oh, maybe is, yeah. is four actually a low count? <laughs> maybe. Um, I guess that's really funny. One of my yeah, yeah. He has like you know five hundred lovers in a year. That's true. Then four would be reasonable. Okay. Um, my question is, mm. what does this mean for the STI slash herpes positive 
community. Community. Um, doesn't mean anything, or or just S STIs in general. Right. right? Like you mean the, the stigma way, of STIs. Yes, the way that it that. emphasizes a stigma, rather than kind of talking openly about right. it. Because honestly, I didn't know about the Robin William Robin Williams case, no, and so <laughs> so for me, I'm like, oh. Great! People are talking about it. This is going to start a conversation. Usher, I am sorry that you had to be the person who's like nailed on the cross for this. However, I think the benefit could be great because hey, if Usher has something, I remember reading like bad. someone found like Paris Hilton's antiviral, you know, medication for herpes as well, and that kind of made like the media spin. But oh, this was really? years ago, so you're right. Like I wonder if there's you know, has the stigma lessened? No, because we researched that young woman who came out publicly about it, yes. and then she got, like, heckled online. Uh, yeah, her, her Twitter name is Bros Pros. That's all, I can't think of her actual name right now. Yeah, but, but she's her, really doing great work. I mean, it was her mission to... Yeah, she's speaking out and... and, and yeah, to normalize or destigmatize like, living with herpes. Right, right, and that you can... Life exists after herpes. Um, yeah. So, what was my other question about this was... Um, I uh, this whole thing like to sue someone for having an STI so uh, so really um, stigmatizes it more yes and and I guess is criminalizing it is going yes, yeah yeah this is what I'm saying it's like and it sort of starts this witch hunt and when you have a lot of people who it's almost like there's this polar thing happening where you have a very you, we have a Tinder you know, and like sexual liberation this whole sexual revolution that's happening at the same time we have people who are super hyper paranoid and kind of scared and, and, and yeah, scared and worried about getting pregnant, STIs and dirty yeah, and, and putting the blame on asexual this person and, who and all has, yeah. So I worry about that this is going to be a, a validation in some way for that, all of that. I don't know. What do you, no, what do you think? I think that's a really good point. Like the, it comes back to the fact that, um, you and I talk a lot about how sex is really integral to being a human and uh, and that you have a richer fuller life experience if you're able to integrate it into your identity mm -hmm. um and so things like criminally suing and winning a lawsuit for contracting something like herpes uh villainizes it and also says that to contract it is worthy of of well, it's like a, you're so dirty, and now I can in such a. It's almost like, yeah, like you're you're this awful person, and now like I can sue you on top of it. Right, right, right. I'm well, yeah. So it's not or worthy of being. Yeah, it's not. I guess it's not. You're not criminalized because it's like a what do you call it lawsuit when it's like civil. Civil, yeah. But it is. I guess it's assigning right. blame. Right. It's assigning blame. Technically, there is. But isn't it interesting? I mean, if, oh, because if he didn't he wasn't disclose. disclosing it, hey, right. like before sex, being honest and giving them the choice to engage or not. Right. That would be their choice, you know. Um, interesting. Oh, I had this How do you create evidence point. for that, though? It's like, I texted you, I have herpes. No one texts, right? It's like a conversation before you. In, right. Like, <laughs> that would be he said, she said, right? Our genitals touch. Although, you know, whatever, if, if he didn't say, you know. That's an interesting problem. One thing that I, I hope is positive about this mm -hmm. is that, okay, maybe it does incite some fear of, like, what's going to happen if I don't if have I this don't. conversation with my partner, like mm -hmm. we had talked about earlier. So maybe this inspires or encourages folks to have that conversation and to also be ready to be the re on the receiving end of that conversation. You know what I mean? It just yeah. sort of loosens everything up around having that talk. Yeah. Well, right. I, I think that I, I in culture, like I struggle with the way that we have like a punitive 
society, which is like, oh, this happened and you're to blame, so let's punish you. Um, I want to move. Yeah, away. but it's so much easier because we don't have to take responsibility for anything. Right. I would like to move away from punishing because what would be healthier is like, oh, okay, this incident happened. Um, yeah, I guess what we're doing now with our show is, you know, saying, hey, here's an opportunity to have the sex conversation. And if you're the receiving end of it, also don't be that poo-poo person who like, you know, sneers at it and like gets horrified and villainizes the person that has it. Um, but yeah, if you're not ready to engage and you're worried about contracting something, then, you know, I think both sides have to be respectful of the fact that, that you're not going to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just thought it was very interesting timing that this article came out when we were talking about this. Yeah. That it came up with, with our, uh, right. Our past show. Well, we've talked a lot about it. So yeah. listen to that so, one. Yes. And you know, we encourage you to take chances. <laughs> With a safer, yeah, safer sex and have the conversation, um, but nobody's immune. Right. Um, so hopefully, uh, let's get off STIs. I feel like we've been and talking about like, them forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, wrap up. So are we going to take a break and then come back? Or how are we doing on time? Yeah, take a break. We'll take a break. We'll take a break. Take and a break. when we come back, we'll talk about dads. How do you deal with your sweet little girl turning into a hot piece of ass walking around your house in... Nothing. Little shorts. Apparently some guys are having issues with that. The topic's coming up a lot. I know. So we're going to, we are going to address it next after this break. Yes. Um, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash TA talk sex. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and, and all the social media at TA talk sex. Also, I want to shout out our personal Instagram. You can find T at Cree. Hepburn, mm-hmm. that's C H R I, and you Hepburn, Hepburn, like famous Hepburn, and you can find me at the real Stephanie Allen, and we're <laughs> on Instagram mostly. Okay, break. Ciao. See you. TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And we were just chatting over the break. Uh, I was a little, I'm like, ah, I feel like we're leaving everybody off with like, what do we do about herpes? Yeah, wet blanket about, you know, So one last happens. little button to mm-hmm. put on this, and I swear we'll drop the conversation, <laughs> is that change really, the only way I think to really change this whole situation is to really shift each of our own perspectives. So you listening and you listening, you know, like think about what judgments and what fears you have around uh, either getting herpes or having a partner who has herpes or whatever judgments you have around it. Like if you think it's dirty, if you think that what it means about someone who has it to really take some time to really look at those and try to massage them out. Because if we can each get over our own judgments, then we can actually Make, have honest conversations. Have honest conversations without each of us being, you know, terrified of the whole sex history. Yeah, being afraid to speak up if right. they are, you know, carrying that virus. So the power is in each one of us. Let's do it. Yay! Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Oh, okay. Now this like 
really kind of bizarre situation. Yeah. How did it come up? Okay, so I read something a friend posted um, <laughs> referencing uh, a gentleman who had written in to like a Dear Abby site. Okay. And, um, and he was basically saying that he was a stepfather to a young woman, a young gir a girl who had grown up five years prior. So what, she was like eight years old when, they, when he married her mother? I think 11. Yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, prepubescent and, you know, he took on the father role and he's, you know, cuddles a lot with the children and there's a lot of physical affection. The other father's out of the picture. Yeah. Dead, so he's dead, like, he's dad, dad father, figure. but he identifies as the dad. And since then she has flourished through puberty and she is in, you know, thriving and attractive and uh, and she'll still leap on him for a good cuddle. She's 16 now. Yeah. yeah, in maybe like, you know, little shorts and kind of like little sexy outfit um, that maybe she doesn't think of as sexy. And, uh, and he's getting turned on. Actually, that's even the wrong word. He's not turned on, but his body is responding and he's experiencing it like an erection, like he's getting a hard on. He's aroused. Yeah, and, um, and he doesn't... I think to his credit, he's being honest about the situation. He's like, I, I don't know what to do because I don't want to hurt her feelings by um, suddenly telling her she can't touch me anymore. Or they can't cuddle or have yeah, like, a physical relationship. Yeah, we can't be physically affectionate. Uh, but he's also freaked out and doesn't want to alarm her or, or anyone, right? I mean, I think he's probably freaking himself out. <laughs> you know, he's like, am I dirty that I'm aroused? Uh, so... We got to talking, and, we we, did. and kind of a lot of stories came up, and other, yeah, you've had some conversations around that. I so did, it was like, yeah. wow, this is a thing. I never thought about it. Well, first of all, I, I, I wanted to bring it on the show because I think that, A, I've thought about that as, for guys, myself. I'm like, wow, do they, do dads deal with this? Because... I could see this being a, look, we're animal bodies. I just, you know, I've just thought about this in my life before. And then I have heard about it from, you know, clients who talk about their daughters or, or whatnot. And so I want to share this man's story to sort of normalize this. Kind of like, you know, when you're a kid, I'm not saying it's okay to act on it, folks. No, of course right? not. But I'm just saying, like, to have these reactions, right? This brings us back to like, arousal is real, and I think we're so afraid of it in this culture. It's like, you're aroused, you're a bad person. And it's, it's like, no, 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 no. The body experiences arousal. This is the thing of, you know, there's cases of women orgasming when they're raped, and then they're like, oh, my right. God, now I... Like they're, they're just, what does that mean? And I'm like, me? your it's body, like, your body's built to orgasm. Your yeah. body's built to have an erection. Like mm -hmm. it's, and so this is why, well yeah. So this is why I'm like, so in my personal philosophy about life, I feel like, you know, we have an animal body and we have this other part of ourselves, at least this one other part of ourselves, which is our mind, our consciousness, our soul, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And the body is the body and it will do what it is meant to do. That doesn't mean anything about Tell me some of these stories about yeah. your clients, like, because I, I, I immediately thought of how, you know, my dad raised me, yeah. and I have memories of when I was really, mostly my dad raised me, love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so guilty when I say that, I, but many years I lived with my dad, and uh, he, he, you know, when I was a kid, I had a lot of, like, separation anxiety from my, from my mom and the divorce and all that. So I would sleep in my dad's bed for years at a very young age. And I know a lot of people thought that was weird or judged us, judged him. Like but until what age did you sleep in his bed? You probably just, so probably like from five to seven. 
Oh, that's nothing. Mm. Yeah, but that's an age where people are like, Oh, that's too Are old. you molesting her? Oh. Seriously, that's the, you know... And then I don't mean to undermine people who have had those unfortunate experiences either. Um, but when were your parents divorcing? At that age, right? Yeah, they separated... Maybe I was six, so maybe okay. six to eight. So. I don't know, you know. But I, yeah, I had separations. I was hysterical. You know, I had alone, like separation issues, and I didn't want to sleep alone. You know, that I was afraid, so I slept in his room. And often I would end up kicking him and stuff and I'd wake up and he'd be in my room you know I'd start crying and oh yeah and he's like well I was trying to get a night's sleep <laughs> uh, anyway so my point being that there was, there was definitely a cultural stigma yeah it was like okay well, don't don't tell everyone that you're sleeping in my bed right like that's, right, that's, that's right. that weird thing right um so I've had I've had one client with told me he talked about how his daughter uh he would talk about. He was talking about how beautiful his teenage daughter is, who was I think maybe fifteen or sixteen at the time. And he's like, "Yeah, we. I've grown up with my kids showering with me all the time. Our nudity is a common. We just roam around nude, not like all the time, but like if you're going from your bedroom to the bathroom, it's okay to be naked, kind of a thing. I think you know, like kind of nice. I mean, I had a friend that too. grew up that way. I was not like that in our household, but I would say I'm. And I'm actually kind of surprised. This is very like uptight, you know, kind of. He is? Oh, yeah, like, funny. like... Yeah, and you're like, yeah, what? And you're like, running around oh, naked I'm with like, your family? I'm so impressed. <laughs> um, so anyway, so so he, his his daughter, had she was accustomed to showering with him, and then, but she was even continuing to shower in her teens as she's starting to develop, and he's like, he just actually sort of commented, like, yeah, she, her, you know, I see her body developing, and she's got these like uh, amazing tits, and like this great, you know, not like again, not like he's gonna do anything. He's just like, wow, my daughter is like becoming this phenomenal woman, you know. And uh, so it's like, where do you draw the line? And and I, I think you do at some point. Well, I liked, you know, line. I read this one person's comment said, I thought this was an interesting point. Uh, we all have developmental phases, and so differentiating like hey mommy gets to poop with the door closed now you know at age whatever I don't know when does that happen age seven or you know pri privacy we get to have privacy so you know her opinion was just have the conversation hey honey you know you're going through puberty and at that point we kind of stop you know showering together or but it is the, I kind of it is a mourning phase I think she even said that she's like you know there is obviously emotions around it and it it can be a, so maybe it is just a shedding of a skin. It's a phasing out. It makes me yeah. a little sad. Yeah. Can I, well, yeah. So anecdote, uh, I, you know, I have this funny memory when I think about it. I had an older brother who I joke that I like love, you know, I'm like in love with my brother. That's mm -hmm. always like tease about it. You have like a brother issue, like a big, yeah, like a brother fixation. Not like a daddy issue. Yeah. I don't have a daddy fixation. I have an older brother fixation. And, uh, love ya. <laughs> um, poor thing. Okay, uh, you know, and we share the same birthday. Anyway, it's, you know. Which is, I think that's awesome. Like, I know, me too. Like it's just kindred. Soul. Yeah. Kin yeah. Okay. Uh, so? So, I'm on a ski trip with my siblings. How old were you? I think I was a freshman in college. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of on the older side. And, uh, and he's five years older than me. Yeah. Um, I have this distinct memory. I mean, I remember I was so embarrassed. I pretty much tucked it away like it never happened. I'm sure he is too. So, so glad we're recording it now. <laughs> but I remember it was like, we woke, you know, my sister woke us all up and it was freezing cold to go skiing. And I, and I like ran to, he was still in bed. And I took that as like, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm not getting out of bed either. <laughs> like, 
like I like you know and I leaped into the bed with him to like cuddle to get warm yeah and I went to kind of be the smaller spoon and I pressed myself against him so my my hips bum. yeah my bum pressed against where his crotch is and he definitely was like ah <laughs> I know not to peek sorry and you know like pushed back and I just remember being like what's like, what's that about? Like, I didn't, you know, it never even occurred to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was still a virgin then, too. Like, I was, you know. Right. Morning wood? I don't, probably. Probably, yeah. We didn't discuss it. <laughs> um, you know, he was, like, horrified, and I'm sure it was his own embarrassment. Yeah. But it was that same idea of, like, okay, like, you Boundaries. Can, yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Adult, we're now adults. We're yeah. not, like, young kids. So I have a, a, but it was a sad moment. Yeah. Well, I had... I didn't have the morning thing, but so I also had a. This is sort of embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> Tell us, you know, sure. That's, sorry, I was I was 15, so I I have three brothers, and moi, and so we we were a very physical household. We always cuddled and wrestled and played with each other. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of pylons. Yeah, yeah, puppy piles and stuff. And so my brother, I was we're quite close in age. I, I was 15 or so, and he was 16, 16 and a half, and he was very sexually active. I was still a young mobile wow. virgin. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, we all are. It's right. So I remember being like, we were, we had started wrestling or fighting, you know, like kids do. And then he was like joking with me or something. And then he like, you know, <laughs> pinned me down and, and like totally as a joke, just started like, like sort of dry humping me. Like, like mock humping. Mock humping, but but there was physical. To people find this weird, I used to, as a joke, like hump my, one of my, like my best friends, I used to always go to their house and their sister, she'd be like sleeping and I'd like run into the room and like jump on her and like, like hump her as a joke and be like, ha ha ha, you know? Um, so I feel like it's like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, he was just, I, it, was a, it was a total joke. He did not mean it in any, like, he was just being a goofy, ridiculous. There was no sexual intention. Six, not at and, all. And he wasn't violating you in that Not way. at all. Yeah. However, I, um, I, I had never had a man on top of me. <laughs> I had never had a man sort of in between but my legs a bit, you know? And he's like at the puberty stage. He's at the, right. And so it, for me, my body reacted and I was like, Oh, I'm like, even the rhythm, <laughs> even the rhythm of like, of, you know, having a body hump you was totally new. And I was like, in my, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is what it's like, you know? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I did feel sort of aroused a bit. Yeah, and then I was so like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Yeah, you know? And then I'm sibling. totally, so I'm like, you know, come to and like, whatever. And push him on well, and it was pretend fine. like it didn't happen totally and for him he like doesn't even know the story you know because I never told him that that I had these sensations same kind of thing though it was like I'm not in love with my brother I don't want to have sex with my brother but it was just this physical thing where I you know my 15 year old body had a, a man's body on top of it making these motions and it was physically responding without my mind interfering you know yeah. so uh, <laughs> I like this job. That is like an intense story, but no, but you so, know, what's interesting too, is that's the developmental phases too, where people are learning about sexuality and they're learning boundaries. And so actually this is probably a really important moment for the father to create a healthy, um, polite boundary in a way. Like it's not, Whoa, don't touch me. And then you both kind of freeze up and don't talk about it. I think maybe it is having some sort of awkward conversation, but like, that that is you know identifying that 
your body's changing and you're now entering this new phase of yeah I mean I think right? I don't know yeah. I mean it's I, I don't I mean I think I think at first of all like if I if I imagine being that guy in that position it's like it depends on how you are like if you're super hypersensitive and you're getting aroused at any little thing with her that's one thing then then you you are gonna have to create that boundary even if you don't I think you can create the physical boundary without ha making her feel full rejection of like, oh, physicality is not okay, period. Yeah. I think you can have physicality in other ways, you know? You brought up a really good point before we were on the show, yes. yeah, which is... Um, arousal. How we deal with arousal. How we deal with arousal mm -hmm. and why arousal is happening when it happens in certain ways. And are you taking care of your sexuality right. in are, your everyday life? Do you have a... Self, a healthy sexual identity. I'm really into this phrase, developing your sexual identity. Because if you have, and you are taking care of your own needs, um, maybe that arousal issue is, maybe it's not, you're not such a trigger. Ex yes, you're not triggering when anyone touches you. Like, are Even you having your sex? hot young are you, daughter. Are you getting affectionate touch? Are you getting cuddled? Are you, is from your partner? if touch was more of a normal part of your everyday life, maybe this touch wouldn't, wouldn't be, such be arousing. Issue. Yeah. I think that's 100% true uh, as a professional cuddler. <laughs> um, there is kind of a max out point. You can saturate and hit your limit for how much physical touch you need, um, which is a beautiful thing. I say that in a positive way because I think we think of it like we, don't, we currently don't integrate enough touch in our daily life. And there actually is a max out point. So um, my point being uh, when I'm getting enough touch and I'm actually engaging with a lot of people, I don't have this yearning or this hankering where any sort of touch sends a chill up my body. Uh, I'm able to be much more in control and intentional with who I want to be touching and when I want to be aroused. Right. It's amazing. Right. It's amazing. amazing. It's mastery of your body in that sense. Right. And I don't think, like for me, that's a new experience to really hit like, oh, I got enough touch for today. Right. So then it becomes more, everything's a choice. It's not like compulsion or need or hunger that's driving and you in any way. so many of us are living in a compulsion state because we are not starved. taking care of ourselves. Yeah. We are starved for touch. Right. You are starved for touch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. guessing. Just, like, just guessing. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, anything else on that? No, I, to me, that's like a really important nugget. Like I almost want, again, you're starved, you know, like getting enough touch. I don't, you know, it's like not talked about, but and if you I aren't, think dad is reaching. Provider. Go see a cuddlist. Yeah. Go see a central masseuse. Uh, right. It doesn't have to be your partner if your partner can't provide that. Right. It doesn't mean that your have relationship isn't working. With your partner. I think you, you know, a couple can go to a cuddlist as well. Yeah. Or a cuddle person. I mean, there's different cuddle organizations, but to learn how to kind of take care of each other in that nurturing way as well. Yeah. Um, to make sure they're getting enough touch. And I think that that differentiation also about like cuddling, yeah. Honestly, if he's getting those erections, I think that, that he probably needs to take care of himself more in yeah. his satisfaction. I think also, I mean, I don't, ha I don't have a penis, so I don't know how strong this is. But right, how much of it's just like a function? I mean, if, can, if you can just do some mental retraining, you know, probably is ridiculous. <laughs> but right, no, I mean, arousal, like, sensation happens, but... Look, in the cuddle world, there's actually a whole conversation around, like, oh, you're experiencing arousal, let's change positions. 
Like that's a very intentional conversation because people, the first thing everyone always Correct. asks is how do you deal with the, right. the guy who's trying get... to get up, you know, have sex with you. And I'm like, well, we have full open conversations about how this is non-sexual physical Which touch. you can't have with your 16 year old daughter. Right. Okay. But you can say, Hey, why don't we um, change, change positions? positions? So instead of her being the little spoon, which is probably going to create arousal, maybe even as a joke, you know, you could be like, I want to be the little spoon and make her spoon you. <laughs> right. That's a great, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I like this. I like yeah. it. What do you guys positions. think? Do you, uh, Matt, got dads out there. Uh, do you, do you deal with this? And also I want do moms deal with this? Yeah. Right. Cause your sons can become young strapping fellows as well. I'm thinking like when they're like glistening in the pool. Right. Right. Like I'm thinking the beach. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's when I get turned on by underage boys. No, <laughs> <laughs> I did have this Mrs. Robinson moment where, what? yeah, because I because I told you I was spending time in, in Southern California, uh, San Diego oh, area, yeah. and there was all these like young teens everywhere, and I mean, they're hot. Yeah, the I the girls are hotter than the guys because because they're just more mature um, physically speaking. The, a lot of the guys can be like really yeah, but little yeah, but there are there are college like, boys, hot young guys out there, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I'm like, how old? I'm 20 years. 20 years older than these guys. You are? Am I? I'm no. Old. no. Okay, maybe. Whatever. If the guy's 15 and I'm 34, what is that? Close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. Yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. I'm like, oh my god, that's so inappropriate. <laughs> I'm very inappropriate. I love it. I am Mrs. Robinson now. Yeah, but, but here's the point is like, I don't think f- seeing it or observing it is wrong. That's not a problem. Yeah, it's just, oh, that's an attractive young man. Yeah. Who will become more attractive <laughs> down the road? <laughs> yeah, maybe don't, don't, maybe don't act on it. You know what's crazy? Like, That's the French president, though. Macron and his wife. I mean, his wife met him as she was his teacher, his theater teacher. Oh. I don't think they had the French. affair while he was a that student, was but he like came after her. He actually targeted her, and then and then and she was still married. I mean, it's a crazy story. I did not know this. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I did not know you this. Know I'm look it up. Yeah, it's it's a remarkable story. Okay, so we want to hear, I would love to hear from, from you parents out there if you've experienced this with, with your kids. Yeah, you if you have some us, ideas. Write us at advice at tatalksex.com if you have, yes, if you have ideas or experience in dealing with this. I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there who would love to know how you've dealt with it. Um, if you have judged, do you, I don't know, do I want to open that up to I don't think you should have judgment around it. No, no we're no, anti-judgment. Forget that. If you have it, deal with it. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, Love um, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We love all, even the judgmental. Um, on that's that note, yeah. yeah, that's our show. That's episode 146. Absolutely. Because sex isn't ever just about sex. And uh, kudos to us on our first video ah! episode. Okay. All right. Um, Check out us. It. Oh, Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com, TA Talk Sex. Uh, social media, TA Talk Sex. <laughs> it's challenging. Uh, <laughs> Personal, Cree Hepburn, C-H-R-I for Christina uh, Hepburn. And I'm at the real Stephanie Allen. Okay, ciao for now. See you next week. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A.